Don't make someone believe they're the one if they're just another one. They won't question you, they'll question love. Hello everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. If you're here, it's because you believe that the two most important days of your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. You know that surrounding yourselves with people of purpose will help you tap into your own potential and passion and create a truly meaningful life. Every Friday, I share a solo episode and today's theme is three things no one tells you about cheating. Cheating has been a big talking point in the media recently. It's common among celebrities, politicians, athletes, and entertainers, but it's also common amongst everyone. Today, I want to share some grounded thoughts that apply to each and every one of us. If you've ever been cheated on, you know how it feels. You know how painful it is, how heartbreaking it is. You know what it feels like to have someone that you trusted break your trust. You know what it feels like to give someone your heart and then break your heart. You know what it feels like to give someone everything you had for them to just take it all away. And if you haven't experienced being cheated on before, I'm genuinely happy for you. But it's so important to be aware of because all of us know someone in our lives that has experienced it. All of us know someone in our journeys and come across people at work, through our social lives, that have experienced it. So this episode is to help you understand what to do if you've ever experienced a cheat. If you've experienced anyone cheating on you or someone taking advantage of you in that way, this is how to deal with them. But before we do that, I want to talk about the stats because some of us are just not aware what a huge challenge this truly is. So let's look at the stats. 20 to 25% of married people in the US have cheated on their partner. That's a huge number. 20 to 25%. That's one in five to one in four that have cheated on their partner. And these are people who actually owned up to this. These are people who actually opened up and shared this as part of a study. What to speak of people who never open up, who never really dive deep, who never really share that this is something they did. And it's even more staggering that in college dating, the number rises to 30 to 50%. You've got one in three to one in two people who are dating in college are being cheated on. So if you're at college right now, or if you're married, you're working, we all know that this is a big issue. It's really out there. And it's amongst so many people around us. So it's something we really shouldn't turn a blind eye to. If you've been cheated on, it's important that you heal through it, that you grow through it. Without seeing yourself as a victim, without seeing it as just their fault, it's really something that you can heal through. It's something that you can transform through. And it's so important that you take the time. And I'll get onto that as we move through the three things no one tells us about cheating. Another science study that I wanted to bring up with you is that science shows that eight reasons that people cheat. There's eight reasons, top reasons. And some of these are common sense. You may have even heard these ones before. You may even know of these ones. And maybe this is some of what you experienced. But I think it's important to recognize the different reasons. One of the reasons that people cheat is, of course, sexual desire, right? 
when people just want to experience that pleasure, when they just want to have sex, when they just want to experiment. And that sexual desire is one of the top reasons. The second one is anger. When I read this one, this was slightly confusing at first. I was like, how does that make you want to cheat? But I realized that anger is that kind of emotion that usually makes us act irrationally. When we're angry, when we've just had a fight, when we've just had a disagreement, when we've just had a debate, when we've just disconnected from someone, that anger sometimes forces us to make irrational decisions. And this is one of the things that I've really focused on in my life. If I'm ever experiencing anger or I'm experiencing sadness, I try not to make decisions at that time of any kind because you're always forced in that decision. That decision is always one that you'll end up regretting. Never make a decision when you're angry or sad. Remember this in any scenario, not just in cheating or with a partner, in any scenario. Never make a big decision when you're angry or sad. Because when you're angry or sad, your mind plays tricks on you and forces you to make irrational decisions that you would not otherwise believe in if you weren't experiencing that anger or sadness. Think about a moment at work where you were angry at a colleague and acted in a certain way. Maybe you just did something as small as send an email to the wrong person or talk to the wrong person. Think of a time when you were sad. What action did you take that now you look back on and think, I wish I didn't do that? Anger is one of the second reasons people cheat. And if anyone's experiencing anger or pain in their relationship, I highly recommend that you work through it. I highly recommend you focus on healing it. I highly recommend you focus on breaking through and pushing through it rather than it forcing you to do something else. If you don't force through it, it will force through you. That's how anger works. If you don't break through and heal it, it will make you do things you will regret later. Another reason, the third reason that people cheat is lack of love. Now that lack of love doesn't have to be lack of love from you. It could be the lack of love that they experience in their own relationships. It could be a lack of love they experienced in their upbringing, their childhood. And one of the biggest mistakes we make when we're cheated on is we think it's all our fault. We think that we messed up, we did everything wrong and we could have done something better. The truth is the lack of love isn't always from you. It could be but it could also be, like I said, from their upbringing, their background, or from their life. And therefore, the fourth reason is also neglect, which fits into the same area. A fifth reason that people cheat is lack of commitment. So many people cheat because they don't really understand or don't really define cheating in the same way as you. Studies show that some people identify cheating as actually kissing or being with someone physically, but for some people, emotional cheating is a big thing too. Emotional cheating is the exchange of flirty texts, flirty messages, DMs, etc. And it's really important in our relationships that we reflect on what we define as cheating and making sure that aligns with the person we're speaking with. The person that we're with, do they agree with us on how they define what that truly is? The next reason is situational factors like alcohol or being on vacation. They found that men are most likely to cheat during a milestone birthday. So when men turn 21, 30, 40, any of those big milestone birthdays, they're more likely to cheat at that time. And that's usually 
for the next reason, which is all around ego and self-esteem boosting, which seems like a really shallow way of doing it. But that's the truth. So many people cheat to make themselves feel better. And that really brings out empathy in me. I'm just like, really, is that how bad your life is that you need to cheat to make yourself feel better about yourself? And for so many people, that's the only way they boost their ego, their self-esteem. And we all know this, it doesn't last. It's not really boosting your self-worth. It's not really boosting your self-esteem. It's just boosting your ego. And your ego is not helping you at all because it's just fake. It's making you believe things about yourself that aren't even true. So situational factors like alcohol and being on vacation often stem from ego or esteem boosting, where we think we're improving our self-worth and our self-esteem when all we're doing is inflating and amplifying our ego, which does no good at all. And the eighth reason why people cheat is the desire for variety. And that desire is something that it's so important that people have to be honest about and transparent about. But unfortunately, it's hard to admit it. It's hard for that person to admit it to themselves and therefore it's hard for them to admit it to you. So that was the second study I read. I thought some of that would be useful for to give you a span of the different reasons people cheat and why it happens. Now, this next study that I looked at really blew my mind. So there's something known as the seven-year itch, and it's a real thing. Both men's and women's odds of cheating increase around this time. However, a women's odds of cheating tend to decline after seven years. Men show a different pattern. Their rates of cheating decrease until they near the 20-year mark, at which point they start to increase again. So what the science is saying that around the seven-year mark, both men and women are more likely to cheat. But after that, women are less likely to cheat, but men, after being with their partner for 20 years, are more likely to think about it again. This is something that we can be aware of. I don't want this to be something you're scared about and now you're counting down the days till seven years and 20 years in your relationship. What I want you to use it as is an awareness point, is an awareness point to recognize these trends and how it's so important to keep our relationship alive, to continue to try to communicate, to continue to connect. And therefore, it's not about finding a perfect relationship. It's about consistently creating one and aiming for one and aspiring for one. A really powerful relationship that moves beyond all of these things requires daily work. So when we're with someone and we haven't focused on communicating with them, we haven't focused on really getting deeper with them, if we're just ignoring all those aspects and expecting that relationship to stay loyal forever, it's pretty unlikely. And we all do it to ourselves all of the time. We take something for granted. We become complacent. We forget about planning dates. We forget about communicating effectively. We forget to push through and really understand our partner's challenges, dreams, and goals. All the things that we took so seriously on day one, week one, and year one, we start taking for granted and being complacent. And it's so important. This study really raises that point that around the 70 and 20 year mark, and that just shows the need for consistent work and effort. Consistent work and effort doesn't just mean like buying that person gifts and being nice to them and that kind of stuff. It's really trying to understand and learn about yourself and your partner, really trying to get to know them and value them, and really trying to understand what brings them to life and making sure they have that in their life. 
See, as we saw from the last study, people cheat because they want to boost their self-esteem. They cheat because of neglect. And those are all signs of not feeling understood or being deeply valued. So it's really important. It's not that you're filling all these gaps for someone. It's not that you're fulfilling all these needs for someone, but you can help be a facilitator. So isolation, loneliness, boosting your self-esteem, feeling neglect, lack of love almost comes from people not doing what they're passionate about. It comes from people not feeling fulfilled in their lives. And so they try and fill it by cheating. And so you can be aware of whether you feel your partner is whole, whether they're grounded, whether they're supported, and you are not the person to provide all of those things. Don't put that pressure on yourself, right? They have to take responsibility for that. But you can start becoming aware whether that person has a good support system, whether they're around the right people. And the final study I wanted to talk to you about, which caught my eye in this space, is if you're economically dependent on your partner, you're more likely to cheat on them. A 2015 study of 2,800 people between ages 18 and 32, published in the American Sociological Review, suggests that a person who is completely economically dependent on their partner is more likely to be unfaithful. That's especially true for a man who relies financially on a woman. 15% of men who are completely financially dependent on their wives cheat compared to 5% of dependent women. And here's the really interesting part. Men are less likely to cheat the more money they make relative to their partner until they bring in 70% of their household income, at which point they become more likely to cheat again. Women are also less likely to cheat the more money they make relative to their partner, but their cheating rates don't seem to go up at any point. It's amazing how being ungrateful makes us unfaithful. Imagine being economically dependent on someone and then cheating on them. And this is why it comes back to having a personal passion, having a personal purpose, having a personal goal. When we have these things and we're working towards them, we're less distracted, we're less bored, we're less unfocused, and we're less likely to have time for all of this stuff. Quite frankly, who has time for more than one relationship? Who has energy for more than one relationship in the world we live in today? Or to try something new or go anywhere else? And this all comes from a lack of personal discipline, a lack of personal focus. And this is why my message is so strongly about you as an individual. When you're powerful, when you're passionate, when you're focusing on your potential, you attract that kind of energy into your life as well. So I want to tell you now the three things that no one tells you about cheating based on these statistics. Number one, this is for everyone, not just if you're a cheater, not just if you've cheated on someone, this is for everyone. Don't make someone believe they're the one if they're just another one. They won't question you, they'll question love. Don't make someone believe that you love them if you can't love them. Remember, they won't question you, they'll question love. And I want this message to be loud and clear. Don't make someone fall in love with you if you can't follow up with it. Don't make someone believe that they're so special and they're incredible when you're not ready to make them feel that for a long time. And don't make someone believe that you're there for them when you're only gonna be around for a bit. It makes us feel amazing in our ego when we do that. 
When you make someone feel like you love them, they think you love them and they give you everything and your ego goes up and you feel this self-esteem and self-worth, but it's not worth anything. Not only are you affecting their life and their future relationships, you're also affecting your own. You're making that person believe that they may not be able to trust people. Is that the kind of energy you want to put out in the world? Is that truly the type of energy you want to put out in the world? And for those of you who are on the receiving end, for those of you listening who've ever been cheated on, don't fall in love so fast. Don't be so quick to give away your trust. Let that person earn it. Don't be in a position where you just trust anyone and everyone who does a few nice things. And often that's what it is. Someone just does a bit more than the person before we were with. And we think, oh my God, this person's amazing. All of our levels of understanding, all of our ability to decipher whether someone loves us or not is just based on comparing them to the last person, right? And that can make us make huge mistakes. So my advice here is, To the people who are cheating, don't do that. Don't make someone believe that you love them when you can't follow up with it. But if you've been cheated on, make sure you're not just giving away trust. Make sure you're not just falling for what's called the halo effect. The halo effect is usually used in the world of human resources and HR in the hiring world. For example, when someone comes to the interview, they're well-spoken, they're good-looking, they're charismatic. Even if that person is unqualified for the job, it has been extremely likely that companies have hired them because of what's known as the halo effect. And in our relationships, we do the same thing. When we find someone attractive, when we find someone well-spoken, we will believe everything they say, not because they're telling the truth, not because they have integrity, but because we're attracted to them. It's almost what chemistry does to us. When we feel a sense of chemistry, we start overlooking the logical, rational checks. And that isn't love. And sometimes we say, oh, I don't feel the spark. I don't feel the love. And I'm not saying that love is logic. I'm not saying love is always rational. But what I am saying is, a part of it is, you have to be aware of whether you logically and rationally are giving someone your trust based on how you trust a friend, based on how you trust a business colleague. Right, you don't tell someone you just met all your deepest, darkest secrets when you're just becoming a friend. Why is that different when they're becoming a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Why do we feel we can just open up? I know we want that connection. I know you want that connection. I know we want someone we can share our hearts and lives with. But let them earn that. Let yourself earn that as well with them. Don't rush to that. Because if you rush to that, it's likely to quickly fall apart. When you rush into something, when you try and accelerate something that needs to be meaningful, that needs to take time, it doesn't work that way. Remember the final area, the final thing on a tree is the fruit. When you're not seeing results, when you feel like giving up, when you're like, oh, this take too long, remember this. The last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the fruit. It's not the first thing. And in your relationships, it's the same thing. It takes time. It's not something that happens straight away. It's not something that happens on day one. The second thing that no one tells you about cheating is you need to set your boundaries of what cheating means to you and your partner. You have to agree on this. The problem is people have different standards. People have different expectations. And often in the beginning, to not feel like we're overwhelming the other person, we accept their definition. 
So if someone says, hey, I'm okay, I need to, I need to be nice to be, I need to flirt, I need to message, I need to do this, I need to go out, etc. This is just who I am. In the beginning, it's very easy to say, yeah, sure, that's fine. And just to show how flexible you are, just to show how adaptable you are, you just go along with it. But don't do that. If that affects you, it's going to keep affecting you. It's going to get worse and you're only going to bring it up again and it's going to feel like a mountain because that person told you what they needed. It's so important to set boundaries of what cheating means to you up front. Today, cheating has different meanings to different people. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's just the world we live in. And it's so important that you're able to transparently express what it truly means to you because that person is going to base what they want to do with you on that definition. And so it's very easy in the beginning just to impress them and just to show them how cool you are and how relaxed you are. But then you've got to deal with the repercussions. It's so much smarter and easier to raise it up front. It's so much more important to set that boundary from the beginning. Then you know what you're getting yourself into. This is one of my biggest tips. It sounds like the scariest thing, but it's one of the most powerful ones. When you're very clear about all your expectations up front, if someone runs away, great. They've just shown you what their level of commitment is. And if someone sticks by you and agrees with you, you're attracting the right energy. And I know this may sound rigid right now. It may sound too formulaic. But the reason why I'm saying this is if you want a real relationship, this is what it takes. We're all masked by that Hollywood kind of love. We're masked by what it sounds like in the songs and the music and the music videos. But let's be honest, no one has that. That's not real. It's a mirage. It's an image that's been created in our minds that has formed such a strong conditioning that we look at our life like a movie and expect it to play like one as well. But I want you to think beyond that. Love and real connection is even beyond what it's shown in the movies. It's so much better. And it's there for you if you're willing to do the work. And the third and final thing that no one tells you about cheating, or maybe even if they do, we don't believe it, is that if someone has cheated once, the truth is they're likely to do it again. If someone's showing you their true colors, don't try to repaint them differently. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. And if someone's trying to change, it's okay to give them a chance, but know what you're getting yourself into. You're setting yourself up potentially to feel that pain again. So that doesn't mean you don't forgive them. It doesn't mean that you don't support them, but you have to decide whether you want to be a part of that story. And if you're choosing to be a part of that story, you have to be okay with the fact that it could happen again. And don't make a decision to be with them just because you don't want to be alone again. Don't choose to be with them just because you don't want to have to date again and find someone again, because then you're succumbing and settling for being in a relationship where you will consistently be cheated on. It's so important to be careful about what you're creating in your lives. We attract what we settle for. Remember that we attract what we settle for. So the three points I wanted to share with you today, again, the number one thing is don't make someone believe that they're the one if they're just another one. And if you're on the receiving end, don't fall in love too fast. Let them earn it. The second one is set your boundaries in all areas of your relationship, what cheating means to you, but what everything means to you, what happiness means to you, what true connection means to you. And finally, recognize that cheating is a pattern and a behavior trait. It can be undone. People can change. They can transform. But remember, they have to want to do that. 
You can't make them do that. It's so important to remember this. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you're loving these solo episodes. I hope they're giving you deeper insights into how you can transform and change your life. I want you to live meaningful, purposeful, fulfilling lives. And it's truly possible. It is attainable and achievable. Just don't settle for anything else. Keep going. Keep thriving. I'm so excited for you. Make sure you've subscribed, rated, and reviewed the podcast. It would mean so much to me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. I look forward to you checking out the next week's episode of On Purpose. Go back and listen to the past episodes. We've had episodes with Mike Posner, with Russell Brand, with Lily Singh, Superwoman, Novak Djokovic, and there's a couple of personal episodes as well with personal stories. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you.